podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Here comes Bosco's Boys, here comes Bosco's Boys, right down Bosco's Boys Lane. Santa Claus, Scott, and all the boneheads on Willie's crazy train. Chauncey's chewing on a crimson elephant toy, what a beautiful noise. Hang your stockings and fill them with sugar, here comes Bosco's Boys. Boom, the boys are back, and we got a little, you know, mid-December Q&A episode for you. Before we get going, remember, we are sponsored by Manhattan Brewing Company. Not only do they have the freshest and most delicious craft beer in the entire world right there in their tap room in downtown points not only do they have some of the best christmas decorations in the entire city of manhattan but they also have some great four packs at all sorts of liquor stores all across the state of kansas if your local one does not have manhattan brewing company tell them i want it and make sure they get it for you Um, And then we are also sponsored by Charlie Hustle. Get your great officially licensed K-State gear. They also have all sorts of great stuff for all you sports lovers and Kansas City lovers out here in the Bosco's Boys Bonehead Nation. If you want to check them out, you can see them in their store on the Country Club Plaza. The K-State Collection is in select stores in the Manhattan region. And, of course, you can always go to charliehustle.com. Okay, uh, got a Q&A episode. Not a ton of episodes. Again, as we're getting ready for this holiday season, uh, episodes are going to be shorter. I am going to try, I'm going to try my damnedest to go the full distance this week. Five episodes this week. We'll see. We'll see, uh, but we're going to keep it going. But no matter what happens, we will be going live at 7 p.m. on Wednesday on Spotify Live. Spotify Live, 7 p.m. All right, we got a handful of questions, and then uh, we'll talk about uh, some stuff at the end of the episode as well. First one from Derek Litke. This is actually left over from the Big 12 Championship Q&A, but I wanted to address this. How did you feel about the obvious bias in AT&T Stadium from the camera crews towards the end of the game? This is still wild. And I went back and I watched the broadcast, and you could see it referenced on the TV broadcast. I went back, was looking through Twitter, all this type of stuff. I legitimately think that... There was like a, a TCU guy was running the board. It was hypnotoed this, hypnotoed that. It was all about the freaking hypnotoed. Uh, it pissed me off. I, I was legitimately mad inside the stadium. I thought it was stupid. Hopefully, the next time we go to AT&T Stadium for a Big 12 championship game, and hey, why not? Let's just do it again next year. Hopefully, uh, there's a different guy who's running the board because. 
it was a little too obvious uh, the bias for my taste, and I wasn't having it. I was not happy. Hated it. Uh, the next one from SL Keck, and this is one of the best questions, uh, K-State related questions we've gotten in a long time. Rank these based on how excited you would be for them. K-State beats Alabama in the Sugar Bowl, uh, uh, by 14. So a 14 point win over Alabama, a 2023 Big 12 basketball championship With a round of 32 exit, a 2023 K-State Final Four, but no Big 12 championship, 2023 Big 12 football championship, no playoff, and 2023 football playoffs, no Big 12 championship, Uh, and then he follows it up by saying the college football playoff and Final Four scenarios, these games are still to be played, meaning K-State could get smoked in the first game or they could win everything. So the first one I'm going to go with, and I, I, I think, I, I and I'll explain it as I go, uh, but number one is going to be Final Four in basketball. Number two is going to be the college football playoff in football next year, in 2023. And here's the reasoning why. Because ultimately, I put football above basketball in my fandom, Um, I enjoy college football more than any other sport in the world. Um, But the reason why I'm going with the Final Four this year versus next year's college football playoff without a Big 12 title would be, uh, first off, I think we have a much better chance at winning a basketball championship or even hell, winning a national championship, winning that Final Four game, even this year with all the question marks surrounding this basketball team, I think we have an infinitely much better chance. Upsets are easier to pull off in college basketball. We've seen Cinderella stories before. Um, I just think that if you're saying straight up, Final Four versus college football playoff, no idea what happens. I'm going with Final Four. The other fun part about a Final Four in this scenario versus the college football playoff, you get a trophy for winning the regional final. You get to cut down nets when you win that Elite Eight game. So you get to bring something tangible home to put in the trophy case and, you know, uh, you know, put a banner up, all that type of stuff. Uh, going to the Final Four, winning that regional final truly is uh, about as close of a feeling to winning a national title without doing it. Being able to win that Elite Eight game uh, is massive, tangible. You can put stuff in the trophy case. For this scenario that you laid out, college football playoff next year without a Big 12 title, so basically the TCU route, um, that's still my number two scenario. But, I mean, hell, you guys have heard me. You guys have heard me uh, talk the last couple weeks about how I think K-State still is a long way 
away from being able to truly compete for a national title in football. Um, TCU very well could lose that game, and they're not going to have anything in the trophy case. They're not going to have a bowl game trophy. They're not going to have a Big 12 trophy. I guess they'll have the iron skillet, and I think they play uh, Texas Tech for like a saddle. And they might have a rivalry trophy with Baylor. So they'll, they'll have their rivalry trophies. Um, but they're not going to have a Big 12 trophy. They're not going to have a bowl trophy. They're not going to have a national championship trophy. You don't get a trophy for going to the playoff. Um, when K-State eventually goes to the playoff, because again, especially once it gets expanded, once it expands to 12, K-State will go to the college football playoff. I have no doubt about it. Are we going to have like a banner inside Bill Snyder Family Stadium saying, oh, college football playoff 2023, 2024? Um, are we going to do that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I I, I, I doubt it. Um, and here's the other thing. I it, It's at least a question. You at least have to have that question um, Final Four versus college football playoff before it expands. Because, again, if you go to the college football playoff next year, that means you're going without winning the Big 12 championship. That means you're going 12-1. Uh, and one. That means you're a top four team. That means you're having a wildly successful and fun season. Now, I'm even tempted. I- I'm not going to do it. But I'd be even... I, if, if the question was college football playoff, and you get smoked in the first game, I would be tempted to put the uh, Big 12 championship over that. Um, because, again, in this scenario, you you have to have a heartbreaking loss in the Big 12 championship game, um, which takes away your undefeated season. Uh, and I think there is a lot of value to putting trophies in the trophy case, to saying back-to-back Big 12 championships. But um, keeping it open-ended like that, you, you can't put the Big 12 championship over it uh, because, you know, the, even if it is, you know, a one out of 25 chance, because if you get like a team like Michigan this year, I think TCU might beat Michigan. I don't think Michigan's very good. So if you're getting a team like this Michigan or say you're getting a USC team that goes undefeated next year and they're the number two seed and you get to play them as a three seed, you very well could win that game, and then all of a sudden you're in a championship game, even if it is a one out of a hundred type game. The hype, the build up, everything surrounding that uh, would be absolutely massive. Um, so that's why that is going to be number two. Uh, my number three will be the football Big 12 championship game or championship. Number four will be uh, the basketball championship with a round of 32 exit. And the last one would be K-State beating Alabama by 14 in the Sugar Bowl. Ultimately, um, you know, I I put conference championships over those bowls. Um, I could maybe argue and I could maybe talk myself into saying that should be um, in front of a conference title for basketball with a round of 32 exit uh, because I think that uh, winning the regular season title in uh, college basketball uh, is 
I mean, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> I mean, the the two most fun years uh, following K State basketball as a fan um, have to be the two regular season championships. Those were a lot of fun. But K State fans, you know, our own fan base tries to devalue those. Uh, and you know, losing in the round of thirty-two, at least, at least you're getting a game. Uh, but if K State beats Alabama, especially by fourteen, there's a very good chance K State ends up uh, in the top five, maybe not top five, but definitely top six in the final AP and final coaches poll. Uh, I, I think you have, without a doubt. The greatest K-State season of all time. Um, and, and should it have that? Should, should it really be resting on that one bowl game? I'm not sure. Um, man, I'm even talking myself. Oh, goodness. Oh, I'm almost talking myself into putting that in front of a Big 12 basketball title. Uh, maybe I'm getting caught up in the emotions, but no, I'm going to do that. So so that's going to be number four. Beating Alabama by 14, uh, probably ending the season ranked in the top five, top six. Uh, an 11-win season with a Sugar Bowl. Uh, you have two massive trophies put in the trophy case. Yeah, so that's going in front of it. And then uh, men's basketball regular season in round of 32. Um, I might just be getting caught up in the emotions, uh, but that's that's where I'm at. So there 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 we are, SL Keck, an, an amazing question. Uh, I would love everyone to send in their answers. Um, yeah, I, w- I would love to hear everyone's answers. Uh, how wrong am I? Tell me tell me if you guys think I'm just getting caught up in the emotion, taking a 14 point win over Alabama over a Big 12 championship in men's basketball this year, regular season, uh, with a round of 32 exit. I think I'm going to move on before I switch my answer again. I'm not convicted in that answer um, because winning football and basketball in the same year would be a lot of fun too. I don't know. You guys tell me what you think. Uh, Evan D. Shanelanelak, who should be on punt and kickoff return next year? I think I think you got to go with the Porter brothers um, I think you have Shane and Seth both back there on kickoff. Um, and, and probably, let, let's go with Sh- let's go with Shane. I think Shane's faster. Uh, I, I'm sure their dad, I'm sure Mark Porter, shout out to Papa Porter. I'm sure he'll uh, let me know if I'm wrong. But I think Shane is faster. Uh, so we'll have him uh, back there on punt return. We'll have both of them back there on kickoff return because, you know, Malik Knowles and Phillip Brooks are both back there right now on kick return. So we'll have both of them back there. Um, yeah, so I, I'm going with I'm going with one of the Porter brothers. Um, Evan D. Shanelanelak, the next one. How much or will uh, Marquise break the K-State assist record by this year? Look, I don't know. I don't know how big he is going to blow out that record, but I think he will lead the Big 12 in assists. I think he's going to be one of the top assist men in the nation. Uh, Marquise distributing the ball has been on another level. The guy is probably passing the ball better than anyone we've seen since Denny Clemente. This guy 
is the real deal. Marquise Noel is a bona fide superstar for this team. Um, the combination of him and Keontae Johnson is more than I could have hoped for. If you can get uh, Naquan Tomlin, if you can get Desi Sills, if you can get David Gusan, if you can get Cam Carter, if you can get anyone to be consistent, if you can get two guys to be consistently around double figures uh, and this team playing good defense behind those two, this is going to be a salty team. And we'll, we'll be talking about, you know, 8, 9, or 10 seed versus bubble by the end of the year. Back to SL Keck, we got two of them. Would Nigel Pack be the fourth best player on this team? Look, uh, I think uh, Nigel Pack probably would be the second or third best player on this team, depending on uh, his dynamic with Marquise Noel. Uh, he is currently averaging just uh, 11 points a game at Miami. Um, he's shooting 40% from the field. Uh, and honestly, he's been relatively cold since they started ACC play uh, and then the Big Ten ACC Challenge. Uh, so he hasn't really been going off uh, like crazy. I mean, he has a 23-point game uh, versus a nobody. Uh so, look, he, he isn't tearing it up at Miami by any means, but he was an all-Big 12 type player. Um, at his best, he is a borderline type of, like, second or third team All-American type. Um, so I, I think without a doubt he'd be at least the third best player on this team. All of that said, I, I think it probably, I, I think it was fine uh, that he moved on. I, I think both sides can... Uh, benefit from this he's getting absolutely paid at Miami he's making a nice little chunk of change and, and we're gonna be fine honestly if Cam Carter can be a consistent knockdown three-point shooter you know high 30s like a 37 percent three-point shooter K-State is gonna be fine and Cam Carter is far more athletic than Nigel Pack and that's really gonna help out on defense and we when we want to get out and run we're really going to have to see how he looks, how Desi Sills looks, uh, how Tyke Green looks, how these guards look in Big 12 play, uh, because that's the one thing with Nigel Pack. We saw Nigel Pack take over games in Big 12 play. Um, if Marquise is having a cold night, which one of these guards is going to step up and really help out Keontae Johnson on the scoring end? But I think he would be the second or third best player on this team. The next one, if K-State wins their next three games, what will be what will we be ranked going into Austin to play number one Texas? And what would the line be? First off, uh, this this question was sent in before Chris Beard's new uh, felony charges. We're not a legal podcast. We are not a law podcast. We're none of those things. Uh, but Chris Beard sure is sounding like a massive fucking piece of shit. Um, and if this is true, if all this is true, I hope he goes to jail for the full 10 years. The way things go, 
I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens on the legal end. Uh, so who knows what uh, Texas is going to be ranked here in a few weeks. Um, but to that, that question, I think K-State gets right in at 25 if we win the next three. Um, we're going to need a lot of votes. We may not get there. We might just be receiving votes. But I think, especially the AP, they might be looking at and be like, okay, let's get them in the top 25 before they play Texas uh, in Austin. Um, we'll see. West Virginia, they have a lot of great analytics around their uh, season so far. I don't know if they have gotten into the top 25 yet. Let me pull, let me pull up the rankings real quick. Um, it does not look like West Virginia. Nope, they're just receiving votes. And we, I mean, we have a shot to maybe get in at 25 in the coaches poll. I don't think we'll be ranked in the AP poll. We don't have any statement games as improved as Iowa State is and as good as West Virginia looks in the analytics. I don't think going 3-0 and would be quite good enough to get us into the top 25. The line, it's going to be Texas by 8.5, Texas by 9.5, something like that. Um, Jordan Deaver asks, what is the biggest self-created obstacle standing in front of this basketball team entering conference play? Uh, it's turnovers and three-point shooting. We don't shoot the ball from three um, outside of Keontae Johnson and outside Marquise Noel well enough. And Keontae Johnson especially turns the ball over a little bit more than I would like. Um, There are some games where we're turning the ball over 15, 20 times it seems like. Uh, And as we saw like in that Butler game, we could not hit a three-point shot to save our lives. So those are going to be the two biggest things that stand in the way of this team uh, really exceeding expectations and getting to the ceiling of what we think they can be. Brian Sadler asks, after 10 games, what's the ceiling for this team and what is the floor? Look, I I hate saying this, but the floor is like another ninth place finish uh, in the Big 12. The Big 12 is such... A tough league, you guys. It is insanely tough. It is by far and away the most drag out, grind out, you know, conference in all of college basketball. Oklahoma State currently has the worst record at six and four. Oklahoma seven and three. Texas Tech. 6-2. Six and two. Baylor, just outside the top ten, seven and two. West Virginia, they are the advanced analytics, the net darlings. They're eight and two. Iowa State, eight and two. They knocked off North Carolina. Texas, seven and one. They're ranked seventh right now. I don't know where SL Keck was getting uh number one from. Yeah, I mean, because they, they lost they lost to Illinois. They took care of Creighton, though. Uh, TCU eight and one. They're uh, ranked twenty first. KU nine and one. They're ranked eighth. Oh, guys, it, 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 the the floor is one hundred percent a ninth or tenth place finish. The Big Twelve is just that good. The Big Twelve is just that good. Do, am I going to predict that? No, hell no, 
Hell no, I'm not going to predict that. But it very well could. I mean, that 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 could happen. There there are timelines where that is where they finish. Now, ceiling. Uh, this team plays to their ceiling. I would say a fourth place finish. I think KU, Texas, and Baylor are currently just at another level. That doesn't mean that we can't beat any of those guys, especially in Bramlage Coliseum. Uh, but but I think for this grinding 18-game schedule, Big 12 schedule, um, I, I, I think that they are at a, another level that just is going to make consistency uh, tough to track down any of those teams. Uh, but I don't think TCU is out of the realm of possibility of finishing in front of. West Virginia's definitely not. Iowa State's not. We are going to be better than Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, no doubt. Uh, Texas Tech, I mean, let's see what happens. You know, they have a softer non-conference uh, schedule than us. The only tough game they've had the entire season was that Creighton game. They lost by 11. Uh, and then they lost to an Ohio State team that I don't think is going to be anything special this year. So I I think the ceiling is a fourth place finish in in, in you know the basement the floor I mean it is a nine or tenth place finish uh, because the Big Twelve is just that good. Final two questions. Remember, stop by Manhattan Brewing Company the next time you're in Manhattan for the freshest and best take tasting craft beer in the entire state. Also, they have all those great Christmas decorations up. Check them out the next time you're in Manhattan today. Also, check out charliehustle.com. Your favorite t-shirt, crew neck, or pair of joggers are just waiting for you. I'm wearing a K-State crew neck sweatshirt right now. It is insanely comfortable. I don't even want to take it off when I sleep. It is that comfortable, but I, I, I sleep hot, so I don't need to be wearing a crew neck sweatshirt to sleep. But it is that nice. You will love them. I promise you. Your next favorite crew neck or t-shirt is waiting for you at Charlie Hustle today. Final two uh, questions. Zach Llewellyn. Concern level for defensive tackle in 2023. Um, This is a perfectly fine question to ask. But in, in the world of college football, asking any sort of question about concern level uh, for next season in December it's kind of a futile exercise. You know, I, I, you know, there's junior college guys to be had, portal guys, uh, transfers in, transfers out. Uh, you have no idea. Ask me that question again, you know, in February, and then ask it to me again in May. Because um, then that's when you're going to have a better idea. Uh, but ultimately, if you ask me, I have no concerns about, true concerns about anything uh, with this staff. I think this staff has proven time and time again that they can fill gaps through the portal and through developing young talent. So I do not truly have any concern uh, for any roster position for 2023. And the final question from Kale 5 uh, besides Deuce Vaughn, if he comes back, who has a shot at All-American honors next season? Um, so this year's All-Americans, uh, all second team or better, we had Malik Knowles, we had Deuce Vaughn, we had Cooper Beebe, we had uh, Felix Anu DK Uzama, 
So those were the guys who have uh, first-team honors. Deuce Vaughn got another uh, first-team honors as an all-purpose back. Um, He has a first-team honor as just a pure running back and a couple second-team honors. Felix Anu DK Uzama got second-team honors. Again, I think it was... Uh, I think it was with the AP, uh, got second team honors. Uh, he's been, he's had a handful of second team honors. Uh, I think an honorable mention here or there. Cooper Beebe, uh, first team uh, and second team. He's been uh, in first and second team list. Malik Knowles as an all-purpose player. It wasn't wide receiver, as an all-purpose player uh, for CBS Sports. Um, first off, I... I I know I was even hearing some stuff uh, about Deuce Vaughn maybe coming back last week. I think winds are shifting back and forth. I, I gun to my head, gun to my head. I don't predict Deuce Vaughn uh, coming back next season. So if you're talking about all American candidates, I think it starts with Cooper Beebe. I think you know uh, coming in coming into the Big Twelve Championship game. After the Big 12 championship game, you know, you're kind of 50-50 with both both Deuce Vaughn and Cooper Beebe. I'm now leaning towards Deuce Vaughn leaving, Cooper Beebe coming back. So Cooper Beebe is the obvious answer at being an All-American type guy. He's an All-American this year. So I think saying, hey, he, he can be an All-American again next year, uh, third straight year getting All-American type honors, I don't think that is a stretch at all. Um, another guy who maybe it's uh, I don't I don't want to say out of left field, but hey, maybe this is like a sleeper pick. Maybe an Austin Moore. Um, maybe he can get in there. Um, maybe one of the Porter uh, brothers if they house a handful of kickoffs. You know, if you take two or three kickoffs back for touchdown or two or three punts back for a touchdown, you're going to end up on all American lists. So, uh, you know, you're a handful of big plays as a kick returner from becoming an All-American. So, uh, th- that could be a choice right there. I'm trying to think. Uh, you know, that that's probably, I mean, hell, Brendan Mott. I mean, if, if the kid goes off for like 10 sacks next season, may- maybe uh, Brendan Mott gets in there. A wide receiver... Uh, not, I mean, well, Ben Sennett, maybe. I mean, maybe if Ben Sennett has a big year, uh, he can get on some All-American lists. Um, so those are the handful. I think Cooper Beebe is really the only true All-American candidate coming into the year. Uh, but, again, uh, especially in the return game. It, it, hell, let, let's get let's get Seth returning punts. Let's get Shane rec- uh, uh, returning kickoffs. Have them both take back like four apiece, and then have them both be all Americans. How about that? Uh, but yeah, that, that's all we have. Uh, hope everyone is enjoying their holiday season. As always, remember to check out charliehustle.com. Check out Manhattan Brewing Company uh, anytime you're in the Manhattan area. Check out all the great podcasts on the 1012 network, including Midwest Madness by Robbie. Uh, talking uh, men's and women's basketball, the 1012 Network, the flat or the 1012 Pod, the flagship podcast of the 1012 Network. Check out all the great shows on the sports drink family, including the 23 Personnel, the Texas Tech Podcast, the We Love Pod or Football Podcast, which is a 
NFL and comedy crossover podcasts, all sorts of great stuff. Uh, but that's all we have. Uh, I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Uh, during this holiday season, uh, I hope if you have the means, uh, consider giving to any charitable organization that is near and dear to your heart. It is the season of giving. I want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa. Just I hope everyone is enjoying the magic of this holiday season. So for the best dog in the world, Chauncey, who is my co-host, who has patiently been waiting to play with all his toys from his bark box that just showed up right before I hit record. We love you guys and go cats. Over town, they're saying be jolly. Well, I find it hard to be merry and bright. Voices resound in the virtue of Holly. With my collapsed will, who could put up a fight? Pass me a pie, won't you, dear? It's Christmas. Pass me a pie, won't you, love? Pass me a pie. You keep your mistletoe. Pass me a pie. Pass me a pie. Pass me a pie. It's Christmas. Winter's night is far from romantic And that might just be why my joy lacks I found the cure for a solstice so tragic A cold brew in you might just bring me back Pass me a pie, won't you dear, it's Christmas Pass me a pie, won't you love Pass me a pie, you keep your mistletoe Pass me a pie, pass me a pie Pass me a pie, it's Christmas No, I'm a classic, stubborn old Grinch But you keep your gifts and just give me this I may be dramatic and maybe I'm crass But I found my holiday inside a glass Pass me a pine, won't you dear, it's Christmas Pass me a pine, won't you love Pass me a pine, you keep your mistletoe Pass me a pine, pass me a pine Pass me a pine, it's Christmas Pass me a pie, won't you dear, it's Christmas Pass me a pie, won't you love Pass me a pie, you keep your mistletoe Pass me a pie, pass me a pie Pass me a pie, it's Christmas Sports Social Podcast Network